The growing calls across the nation to defund the police. To end policing as we know it. Off the charts violence in New York City. 11 people shot in just eight hours on this is Sunday. About the police officers, officers who every single day put on that uniform and they run towards danger when we run away from it. Guns up, pity up, wolf pack. This is failure to stop. It's Thursday night. It's my favorite place to be. It's your favorite place to be. It's the Comp Center with Drew Breezy. Failure Stops, the number one podcast to platform where police meet society and culture. Monday nights, you got Jay Darrell White. He does Uncuffed. He's got all the funny antics. Tuesdays, Night Shift, mur- Mystery, Murder, and Mayhem with Andrea Uplate. Wednesday, Deadleg brings you all the news so that you don't sound like an asshole to other people. Thursday's the best show. Maybe not the biggest, but Com Center with Drew Breezy. And then Friday's the flagship show, the one started all, the one that brings all of all these people together. Failure to stop. My uh, extreme overlord boss is here, Drew. How are you doing? It's good to see you twice in a week. It was fun doing Night Shift with you the other night. How are you doing? Uh, well, congrat- first of all, congratulations on the eve of our one-year anniversary as well. I know. That's coming up next week. <clears throat> Maybe coming up next week. Uh, it was a blast doing Andrea's uh, uh, on uh, Night Shift. We had the one-year anniversary. If, if you didn't watch that, please go back and uh, and watch it on uh, YouTube or, or listen to it. Uh, it's probably more visual than not, but uh, certainly it's a great podcast. But um, we had such a good time, didn't we, John? It was very uh 70 sitcom-esque we had uh i'll say this surprise guests yeah go ahead wherever you're listening make sure you update your rss feed if you're listening to spotify itunes make sure you got automatic downloads okay the reason for that is is that downloads are how agencies that might want to invest in us with sponsorships can tell whether or not we're a big deal so like say say you have um uh, a company that wants to uh, do ads here, like like, like some like a kitchen appliance, call it like Roast Shed. Okay, so if Roast Shed wants to sell ads with us about how good you know it is to make a chicken in there, you know it's cooking so good it's scary or whatever. Roast Shed needs to see that we have some downloads. So wherever you're listening to this, please hit pause. Please make your downloads automatic so that you can uh, automatically download that and so that Roast Shed, you know, just a hypothetical company can see that we do have listeners. Uh, back to you, Drew. The best part of waking up is Roast Shed in your cup. And uh, we, we, what we, re- oh, that's not the right no, number. Don't call what that number, re- but you can if Yeah, you don't want. call that number. But, but not right we, now. What we really want to do is, uh, is uh, just get those downloads up a little bit uh, because we suspect that a lot of people listen to our shows, but they don't download them, which is quite understandable because you probably don't have endless amounts of uh, data memory on your, yeah, and, on your and cell phone. Make, make sure but... everyone in your family is downloading it too. If just one person downloads and you're in the car and you're all listening, that's some real commie shit right there. I don't want you to do that. Make sure that yeah. the kids on their devices are downloading it, your partner's. Uh, any any old devices, make sure you hit down. Yeah, don't be a, don't be a, com- a communist. And if you're paying for your children's cell phone plans, then they should be downloading our show at yes. your command. I, I don't understand how you're allowing them to run uh, free like that. And even though I already said shit, this is the family friendly <laughs> stop podcast. Yeah. Uh, so from here on out, there won't be uh, many more swear words. Right, not many. Um, but Drew, but I, I want. I, I wanted to let you know I received a message this week and I don't want to like bring down the mood because we're obviously like this is the best part of the week for me after here it's like fighting off depression with a pitchfork I just could barely face every day but uh 
just something sad. One of our listeners, uh, Deanna Mitchell, reached out to me. And unfortunately, I had to mention her because her name is one that we must add to Among the Stung. That's right. Deanna Uh-oh. Mitchell, a, a fan of Comp Center and Failure to Stop, was stung by a, by a bee. So she's, uh, she had, <laughs> I don't know if she'd ever been through that before, but she said that the area is still swollen and it hurts. And I said, I'm ha- I, it happened because you're my friend and I'm very sorry. So I just wanted to say I'm sorry to Deanna Mitchell that because of your association to me, the bees are, are taking it somewhat personally. It's rough out there. Uh, the bees are everywhere, yes. And uh, people have been sending me bee memes. Actually, Tansy sent me one today that was like the science of why bee stings are awful. Or it might have been you, Drew. It seems like maybe it was you. And yeah. uh, watch it, watching that, uh, the, how the bees continue to sting you long after the bees fly away. I had always known that was true, but it's scientifically true that after it detaches from the thorax that like weird little, you know, demonically possessed ass muscles continue to pump poison into your body. And then, you know, the bee goes off and dies. Yes. Uh, we, we have quite a show for you tonight. I mean, we do, uh, let's pump it. Let's pump the mood back up. Do you, do we want to go ahead and introduce our special guest or did you have anything well, else before we do that? Perhaps you should make the observation of my lighting uh, initially. Oh, it's, like, it's very red and blue there. Uh, well, I, it's blue unintentionally. I mean, we're coming up on Independence Day, but you know what's coming up even closer than that? is something called Dominion Day, which is uh, the uh, July 1st, I believe. Uh, July 4th is our Independence Day. July 1st is something, a little uh, country to the north of us known as Canada celebrates. So I, uh, in celebration, uh, mm-hmm. I, I had relatives that were, you know, Canadian citizens. Uh, I still That's actually do. They're still alive. Uh, but they're, um, in, in celebration somewhat, I have uh, the red background, um, which is reminiscent of the maple leaf flag. So mm-hmm. is there anything else that you have that might, might be able to get us through tonight's show? Uh, well, to... we, we have a special guest and it's funny. It's a complete coincidence that you man, admit, that you mentioned Canada. As you all remember, we have a huge following in Canada. We're actually, we, we say that we're, we're the podcast, number one podcast for police meets society and culture. I say this without any research, but with 100% conviction that we are the number one podcast in all of Canada. Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Since I think we actually Alan, up, since Alan Thick died. Yeah, I we, think we that we are the number one podcast. The whole, so we're actually in first and second place because that's it's like a metric system thing. But yeah. I want to bring onto the show one of our uh, OG Canadian fans. Uh, please welcome to the show. Uh, Constable Canuck, who must, uh, who still works for some sort of law enforcement agency in Canada, and so has to kind of be kind of you know down low about where he's at. Constable, how the heck are you doing tonight? Doing heckin' great. How are you? He disappeared. Oh, he, lo- oh. he hung up on us. <laughs> I did okay. that. I br- okay, I brought you back. I'm sorry. That was my fault. That was not like a passive aggressive. Like, how thanks for joining us. Yeah. How are you, gone? Hey. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, how did you come across failure to stop? If you don't mind my asking. Um, well, I, uh, was not really into the whole podcasting, uh, listening crowd, I guess. I'm still Um, not. Up until, yeah, up until, uh, well, oh gosh, I don't know. Uh, the early FTS days, like I was, um, uh, and it wasn't even on Apple podcast then it was on YouTube that it came up for me. And then it was mentioned that it was on Apple podcast and I was like, oh, I should go check that out. And that was like. I think there was only two episodes okay. back in those days. There was like the Friday 
show when like Mike Picoff was still on. And then there, I think there was the, the, uh, the Monday show as well. I think it was just the two at the time. Yeah. And then it slowly grew. Um, but yeah, that, that stuff was awesome. Like it just, I was able to have your auto downloads on like you should. Yes. And yes, uh, you. night shift, <clears throat> I'd be in my car and I would just listen to it while driving around or, or whatnot. So I've been a long time listener. So you, you've, uh, you've sent me quite a few uh, shots on my Instagram of you just uh, kind of chilling out your, your uh, patrol car. <laughs> In the middle of the night just listening to cops that are, it makes me no you're the only police officer that's done that i can't even get one of my own countrymen to do that so it, it means a lot to, <laughs> you've just been a huge supporter of us and uh, we appreciate you joining us tonight however uh here at failure to stop as you know if you've been listening we do we are dedicated to the truth and we usually do vet our guests and i haven't had a chance to vet you i did i did want to mention though just to give you a little bit of credit uh i did get a, a challenge coin from you because uh you and me working together, we completed possibly right. Earth's first uh, international traffic stop. Yeah, the original uh, Avengers, really. Yes, well, even more important because we're doing real, actual work. Um, <laughs> but, but you were out with one of my wayward scofflaw countrymen, countrymen from a from a, some state called Oregon, which I've never even heard of. But you were having some difficulty <laughs> running that, and uh, it was funny because when you when we were discussing it, I'm just like, am I allowed to like give like information yeah, or like yeah. to, to like another country like no and like, it's you secrets know, yeah and you're, like, you're out with an, <laughs> you're out with another american and i'm basically telling like a foreign country like how to like no i mean they're allies but i i would wonder if you know NATO. We have... that's what i should have said nato just said <laughs> NATO. nato we have ncic like you don't have to go through scotland yeah. yard or anything we have ncic i don't know if they have ccic it's ncic access uh, oh okay well i mean i just found out recently actually but but yeah. he had but he had a problem with an Oregon operator license right. number because Oregon has like they use special characters so like I we yeah. were fixing that so I I have that the patch and um and I have the challenge coin and I'm gonna get you a return patch but even though we are obviously close friends and we are going after international criminals in Interpol just you and me I'm just gonna <laughs> go ahead and and vet you a little bit so. To be fair, because like, how can I quiz you about Canada? What I did is I went to the website. There's this website called Canada.ca, which I think CA stands for California. So I'm not real sure yeah, right. I don't know why, why yeah. California has a Canadian website, but uh, they talk there about how to become a Canadian citizen. So there's a citizenship test, just like in uh, the United States. And so what I've done is I've gleaned some questions from the Canadian citizenship test just to make sure that you are a, 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 a true blue Canadian, if that true phrase red. is correct. True red, yes. If you are a good red-blooded Canadian. All right, so are you ready? I don't want to spring these on you. Are you ready to be quiz? <clears throat> C student Const the best. So we're good. C student yeah, constable, best. please uh, remember you're representing all of Canadian. All, all of Canada. Potentially right. all dispatchers and, as well. So This is just another metric system, kind of like conversion thing. C is actually the highest grade you can get in Canada. So we are dealing with a true academic here, just yeah, so you yeah. know. It's an A. Hey, uh, just real quick, like an informal one. This, is, this would be the gotcha. Uh, what's the temperature where you are right now? Where I am right now? Yeah, and give it to us in Fahrenheit. Oh, come on, John. You just gave him the answer. Damn it. Sorry. All right, I go just... ahead, John. <laughs> go ahead, John. Uh, well, I would like to know the temperature, I guess. <laughs> oh, okay. It's 17 degrees Celsius. Oh, my gosh. It's freezing cold there. All right. No, the trick is to double it and add 30. So it's 34, it's 64 degrees. That's an old wives' tale. That's not true. That's like saying it's you can. It's close. 
you can drink witch hazel and get rid of your syphilis. That's not true. <laughs> All right. So here we go. And I, I do have the answers because the answer key was provided. So it's not just, you know, you, by this the isn't Californians. A, yes, by the Californians, which if they know what can give me cancer, I'm sure they know about Canada. All right. So uh, name two Canadian symbols. Uh, the beaver and the, uh, the loon. Okay, mm -hmm. the correct answer was the igloo and the roundabout. So, <laughs> you are you are down one already. That just counts as one. Don't worry. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we, so, we also we also would have accepted John Candy. Yes. Oh, uh, that's right. That yeah, that's like a write-in bonus. Okay, so who? And I didn't really understand this question at first. I did do some research. Who are the founding peoples of Canada? The founding peoples. Yeah. Uh, that'd be the, uh, the First Nations. Okay. Uh, my research says it's some guy named Jean-Claude Baguette and Celine Dion. So hopefully you've heard of those people. All right. Um, so uh, more, more government questions. Uh, and I, I apologize. I'm going to do the best I can to pronounce this correctly. I don't mean any offense to, you know, a nation that fought with us, uh, D-Day. Uh, who is Sir Louis Hippolyte Lafontaine? I did the best I could. Do you know? Do you know who that is? <laughs> Sir uh, Sir Sir Louis Hippolyte Hippolyte Lafontaine. Lafontaine. La, Lafontaine. Uh, I think he was one of the first Quebec settlers, was he not? According to this, he's the first president of Canada. Sorry, I guess he's your George Washington, which is well, Jesus. when you yeah, when you translate George Washington into French, okay, that's that's what it is. Okay, Sir, my Fontaine is literally Quebec Washington. Yeah. It might mean might mean Sir. Okay, so briefly, what is a constitutional monarchy? Uh, constitutional monarchy is uh, basically what all the countries under the UK are right now, essentially. Okay. It's like that, uh, the monarchy is more of a symbol rather than it have any governance over over the, okay. the countries. Well, you got it literally correct and figuratively wrong. The correct answer, according to the website, is, it says England is the boss of you, is what it says. <laughs> Maybe you should check that. You know, if, if, they're, yeah. if they're the boss of you, you should probably know. Okay, a couple more government questions, and we'll kind of lean off of that. I can tell that's tough. Uh, what are the three branches of government? We have three here, and uh, you guys actually have three, too. So do you know what they are? Uh, executive, judicial, and legislative. That doesn't sound familiar at all. Uh, King, mm. Senate, and the House of Commoners, which sounds mm. kind of mean. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, what is the highest honor that a Canadian may receive? uh medal of honor i believe no i yeah we do have a, we do have our own version of the medal of honor so okay ours would be like the presidential medal of freedom wouldn't it drew wouldn't that be the highest honor <laughs> the civilian can receive? yeah okay in canada it's it says i don't get this at all the syrup of a nobleman it, it could be the syrup of a nobleman i i was thinking uh i was thinking it was the vesna uh, i don't know what that is and i i don't want to look it up particularly on a work computer uh so name Name the Atlantic provinces, and then we're almost done. We're getting to the end. Well, I'm going to name them, but I'm assuming it's going to be something else. So, Why, how could uh, it be something else? <laughs> <laughs> Don't, are you Canadian or not? <laughs> Nova Scotia, PEI, Newfoundland, Labrador. 
I wouldn't really count New Brunswick because they're kind of more interior. I'm just, I don't even know what to say because I've not heard of even one of those. We'll just move on. What do you guys call <laughs> Canadian bacon? Uh, real, real bacon. You say like, oh. I would like to have a sandwich with real bacon on it. Yeah. Not, <laughs> not American bacon. Get that out of here. So you don't, maybe you don't perhaps ever heard of so you literally bacon, call or? what we call bacon you call that american bacon yeah okay that's weird um so how many yards are there on a football field mm. again this is from the website cfl or nfl are you canadian or not <laughs> there's only one league if you're canadian 110 okay that sounds accurate um, speaking of that, name all 32 CFL teams. 32 CFL teams? Right. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to start the timer for 20 seconds. Maybe you're, maybe yeah, you're yeah, not. Yeah. Uh, okay, Blue you did... Bombers, Rough Riders. There you uh, go. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't there two teams called the Rough Riders? Because you guys uh, just can't think of anything? Ottawa yeah. and... Ottawa yeah. got moved to Saskatchewan in mm. like the 90s. Um, and then l the last question from the website, and then we'll move on is, is Wolverine realistic? Yeah. Okay. Boy, that's terrifying. Um, <laughs> now, uh, we, you were on uh, 10, eight memes is, uh, this is the, the quiz part is over and you got to see good job. Uh, you were on 10, eight memes is live stream the other day. And, uh, the cops there were, were kind of interested to talk to you. Like, what are some of the main differences in being a police officer in the United States versus, uh, canada like what are some of the main like procedural stuff just tell us something bonkers that like a, a real cop would be just drop his donuts over like like um like how you guys like uh you know i don't know like you don't you, you carry guns up there i assume i mean what else yeah they're not the bobbies <laughs> uh, well i don't know <laughs> well it's um i don't know like where do you start um like i was always told that like in the states um you don't when you arrest someone, it's like a charge, you're charging them. But here in Canada, um, I guess you have to start where, how the, I don't know how you'd say it. In the States, you have what your state level, uh, like federal and whatnot. Um, for those, I don't know, it's, it's super complicated in the States. It's super simplified in Canada. We have one federal criminal code that is nationwide. Oh, so you and, don't have like a you don't have like a uh, pro, like provincial codified law. So the provinces are like responsible for just a few things: um, okay. healthcare, education, and Ooh. infrastructure, and you know, um, boo to healthcare. They do have yeah, they do have their own um, enforcement, but it's more um, summary rather than indictment. It's like more like uh traffic offenses and stuff like that okay. uh, not trafficking but traffic offenses okay um, so, and then so, so under that yeah so province is really like a city where like a city enforces like city city statutes like things like speeding and like uh you know like uh, ordinances like you know no fireworks or like no junk cars on the street or whatever that's up to cities to enforce and the counties mm -hmm. would enforce you know like a, another level and then we would have state but you really just have some local ordinances and then just a big federal codified. Yeah. So the federal laws. is like nationwide. Um, everyone is under that. It's called the okay. criminal code of Canada. Uh, oh, CCC. Triple C. And uh, I mean, we're like 
I don't know, maybe each province is slightly different, but where I am, it's the Traffic Safety Act. And then you got a bunch of other provincial legislation um, falls under that. But going back to the arrest thing was uh, like in the criminal code, it's uh, arrest without warrant. Um, when you get arrested by a Canadian police officer, you're not necessarily going to be charged. You're just, it's like you're, it's like from what I was told, um, Americans uh, detaining someone for like questioning investigative stuff like that. Whereas like I can like drew smacked some chick's ass on the, on, you know, on, on the bike going by. And then she gives descriptors. I see drew, he matches the descriptors. I say, Hey man, listen, uh, just want to let you know you're under arrest right now. And then I charter him. And then I, um, kind of, <laughs> and then I kind of, uh, yeah, go start my investigation there. The the arrest in Canada is really just putting a pause on your chartered rights, so, on your civil civil liberties. So so, yeah. do, do you have your version of Miranda warning? I mean, do, do, is yeah. there a constitution where you yeah like there is yeah. constitutional so, right? Yeah, so in Canada we have the chartered rights and freedoms, which is um, it was I think it came to be in the eighties. Under the Trudeau's dad, actually, I believe, um, current Trudeau, um, his dad Pierre. was Pierre Trudeau. He uh, he enacted it, which that's like its own bag of beans that we could uncover there. I mean, it was like I think the thought process, I think the intention of that, um, my personal opinion, uh, the intention was there, but it was I think poorly executed. Um, not poorly executed. <clears throat> I shouldn't say that, I guess, but. Anyway, yeah, so there is like, um, we don't say call it a Miranda rights, we say we, you've been chartered is what like the slang that we use. So like 10A, 10B, police caution, uh, the bare minimum. And then 10A, 10B are the sections in the charter um, that you will like not be unlawfully detained and stuff like that. Um, I've had countless people because in the States, uh, all Canadians consume is American media and so i can't i've lost track of how many times i've had people in my backseat screaming at the top of their lungs read me my miranda rights <laughs> sometimes i lose it <laughs> sometimes i lose it on them i turn around and i yell back at them I'm like you're not in the states you don't have miranda rights so shut yes up. <laughs> yes well, I, I love do. it that's so good I'm, I'm sorry by the way that um you know you've told me before that you know you get some tourists up there that cause problems but also, just that our media, you know, we have such an anti-police problem in this country and uh, whatever our issues are, they belong to us. And uh, you guys really shouldn't have to like be getting blowback because it's all over your media. Like what what is the feeling out there? Do people have a huge problem with Canadian police because of what's going on here? Do they view it as like one and the same or do they say it's, well, it's all systemic? So it's all police everywhere. Or like what what's what's the feel? What's the pulse in Canada right now about police? Well, I guess I should start by saying that uh, I know I'm not going to mention who I work for. That my okay. and your views, your views my views, my beliefs, you. my opinions are just my doesn't reflect the agency that I work for. Sure. Um, I and then again, like my opinions are just that of my life experience and whatnot. So I think that the it's more so of the younger generations um, that are the the TikTok, Instagram heavy heavy ones. And yeah, they're just exposed to it way more. I mean, there's lots of times where I'm out, I, I'm out and about or just for a drive, maybe getting coffee or attending a community event. 
and uh, all the like it's mostly old timers that come up and go like, "Hey, we're really glad to have you in the community. Thanks for being here." Stuff like that, and like it's kind of weird. Um, I know, like in the military, it's very common when people say thank you for your service, and we hear that as police as well. And I feel kind of weird getting that kind of sentiment or compliment because I don't feel as uh, like the military. And uh, I, my coworker of mine said it really well. He said the best way to respond to that is thank you for your support, especially like oh, you know, just thank you for your support. And I was like, that's really good. So that's what I've been saying. But the sentiment's kind of it's not there yet. But I've heard them say that Canada is ten to twenty years behind the U.S. Always has been, I guess. So. Well, um, I have detected an uptick in, in violence against police officers. I'm certainly, certainly not here to jinx you, but are you picking up on the same thing or is it just that it was underreported before? It's always been underreported. Um, I have, uh, I don't have that much service, but I have between five and 10 years of service and <clears throat> call volume has gone up. Um, retirements are skyrocketed early retirements transfers um yeah yeah it's i, I don't i don't see that we're much different i, I don't see mm -hmm. that we're, we're that far off i mean you know aside from some laws that you're enforcing uh you know and we differ in that sense but but you're, you're given all the indicators that we're hearing it's the same thing it's it's driven by social media it's driven by the news um, and now there's, from what I understand, kind of an internet news blackout in Canada as well. Like uh, there are things yeah. that they're doing to kind of what they think is curb misinformation, but it's actually just control information. Mm -hmm. And some of those, uh, some of the main, for those who don't know, some of the main news channels in Canada were government controlled to begin with. So it's, um, it's going to make yeah, it CBC, very difficult. Yeah, yeah CBC or. <clears throat> so the new, um, the new, well, just briefly on that um cbc has always been it's like the bbc it's always been uh state state-run media i guess where yeah. most of its most of its budget comes from the federal government and that's actually where the conservative parties uh they're one of their big things now running against the liberal government um is they will defund uh you know their thing is defund cbc uh, anyway that's, that's kind of kind of a funny anecdote there but yeah right um so do you have, there's no constitution like there is in America, uh, USA. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, it's, it's totally a, different up there. Yeah. It's not like they rewrote theirs as soon as we did ours, which is fine. I'm just saying it's not that different. If you're familiar with the second amendment, which is the right to bear arms, like to, right. to arm us uh, militias so that bear you know, arms and arm bears. Yeah. Yeah, so that no government can uh, take control of the citizenry is essentially the, the reason for it. And there's also a, a self-protection uh, element that we're going to cover in our, our 911 call tonight. But uh, do you have an equivalent there? Do you have uh, a, a right to bear arms? Do you have the Second Amendment? Are there strict gun laws? Are there, you yeah. know, how does the gun work? Um, so I'll preamble that by saying I'm not a lawyer. So uh, yeah. I, don't, I, I don't have expert um and this is not advice it's not it's more of just my experience talking um right. the firearms is uh again controlled under the it's federal uh for the most part um if you want to get your uh possession acquisition uh it's called the P, uh, pal possession acquisition license uh, and then there's there's rpal which is the restricted 
So we have a couple levels, um, non-restricted, restricted, and prohibited weapons. Uh, there is no constitution like you were talking about. Uh, you, it's your God-given right to have a gun or whatever. You can have one, but you have to go through the proper processes and everything. And honestly, I, I don't disagree with it because I think that, well, I understand, you know, there's way more people in the States, there's way more guns and whatnot. But um, if you look at the difference between two, I think it's served Canada relatively well. Um, most, like 99% of gun violence in Canada is done by, I'm assuming in the States as well, is done by um, illegal guns. Um, All the legal gun owners here are hunters, um, hunters, game, um, what else? Target shooters. Um, So in the criminal code, there are the offenses there. There's also the use of force, I guess is what we were going on earlier, but, regarding to like as a police officer we have our use of force um which if you look at that section i believe it's section 24 to 26 or something like that talks about use of force and excessive force talks about who can use force and what reason for basically anything you do you have to be able to justify it in front of a judge Hmm. so there's there's this wide misconception that you can't defend your property or your life in canada you can, but you're you're going to have to be able to go through the legislative process, you know, get arrested, get charged, possibly, and go to court and justify your use of force as yeah, a civilian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got it. Um, <clears throat> and and just one final question. Uh, thank you for those who are joining just now. You're watching the Com Center with Drew Breezy and John. Our number is eight four eight two six six sixty nine eleven. Nice. That's 848-266-COM-911. We have a real live Canadian. He speaks English. We are speaking with uh, uh, our constable friend. Uh, constable Canuck is what we have called him, not in the derogatory sense. Um, is it even derogatory? Are... It's not derogatory, no. is it? I don't think are so. No. Are police officers being charged like they are here? Yeah, and it's not as publicized. Like, the only... The only um... I guess it is publicized because it's like controversial and stuff, but yes, they are getting charged. Um, they're each, each, uh, each province without giving away too much has its own. It's not like IA. It's, it's more of like a civilian run uh, entity with, you board? um, I guess you could like call they, it that, but there's so like police. Look, okay. There's like police over, not oversight, but they, they do uh, serve on that board as well to give yeah. their input as to like this is the way the training is. Um, and then I believe uh, it's a collaborative effort between civilians, police, and I think lawyers as well. I think they're in there as well. So there are so some times where reasonable. It's a committee. Grounds. Like yeah. it probably goes under a committee review and then they decide whether they're going to charge or not. <clears throat> yeah. And sometimes it can take a couple of years for an, uh, an investigator use of force investigation like that. Um, yeah. Very well. Uh, I understand that there was quite a shortage of uh, of dispatchers in the, in uh, to, for our neighbors of the north. And specifically, um, there was an article that was put out by CTV that talks uh, about uh, the union of um, uh, I think it was RCMP, uh, the union for the dispatchers or telecommunicators there, um, and they're kind of in dispute over um, 
salary just a little bit, but it, you know, it always makes it look like the employees are complaining about salary. However, uh, there are deep rooted issues as, as in Manning. Uh, there are times when there's only one or two on duty, maybe for an entire region or something like that. Uh, can you briefly, maybe, you know, 10 seconds sketch of how that works? Um, yeah. So, I mean, for the dispatch side of things, um, I, it's happened, it ha it's happening more and more and more. Like last week when I was working, um, night shift, I believe, uh, we got a message on our terminal saying, Hey, there's extreme low levels, um, like two call takers and one dispatcher for our province. Um, but being that being said, that's for my uh, agency that I work for. And uh, you have to think about there are other dispatch centers for like muni forces and whatnot. Sure. Um, but for mine, when they say like, um, please use your laptop in your car for pulling over people, um, running checks, uh, marking yourself on scene, off scene, um, anything like that. Use your computer as much as you can. Do not use the radio unless it's an emergency. Um, updating your status because we get like the, you, you guys get the 1070 checks in the States as well. The are you okay checks? Yes, we, sure. 1023 yeah. here, but it varies. Yeah. Sometimes we yeah. just say status check. Yeah. See, it's, it translates yeah. uh, from French to English and yeah. I don't even want to convert it to metric though. No, right. I, I think that's to. what it is. It's metric. 1070 is metric. <laughs> yeah. It's in, it's measured in milliliters, I believe. Uh, so uh, while we're on the topic of Manning, John, let me uh, jump into one of our stories. I want, uh, uh, Canuck, can you stick around, please? Constable Canuck, forgive me. Uh, can you stick around, s'il vous plaît, uh, while we, and you can crack wise on what we've got uh, for a case tonight. Uh, maybe you can give us the Canadian perspective as well, but I want to uh, talk, I, I want to talk about this uh, story that I came across um, here, and I will have it in about two seconds. Okay, there we go. Um, so here we go. Let's just watch this for a second. Uh, and again, we're adding commentary to this uh, news report. In a life or death emergency, you hope the person who answers your 911 call is able to quickly get you the help you need. 911 call takers working at the Houston Emergency Center say they are facing an uphill battle. Hours of overtime are the norm and a staffing shortage continues. 13 investigates first told you about those issues last <clears throat> summer. Nearly a year later, folks working there tell us not much has changed, prompting 13 investigates to ask if your safety is at risk. Here's ABC 13's Courtney Carpenter. Uh What's your callback number? How often would you say that you work 12-hour days? More than often. Most of the time. Most of the time. Julio Arisiaga, who soon will hit two years as a 911 call taker working at the Houston Emergency Center, says an eight-hour shift is rare. Houston 911, do you need medical, police, or fire? We first met Julio last July when a tip to 13 investigates led us to look into the center being short on call takers. He told us then he typically works 12 hours a day, five days a week. Right now we have about 140 uh, call takers, um, but at the same time we're about 35 to 40% down. Joe Law, the administration manager of the Houston Emergency Center, also called HEC, 
told us then he was hopeful the extra overtime for the call takers wouldn't last long. We're hoping this is going to be a, a temporary stay. Shortly after that story aired, we were sent this recording of a Houston emergency call where the call taker seemed to fall asleep. Did you see? Far from what you'd like to hear on the other end of your 911 call. It's terrible as that is. It's kind of funny. Hello? Now, 13 Investigates found staffing isn't much better. Last July, 66 of the 182 full-time frontline telecommunicator positions were open. As of this month, there are still 56 vacancies, leaving 126 people tasked with answering all of the city's fire, police, and medical calls. That had us saying, what the heck? <laughs> well, that was that was clever. I was not expecting Seriously? the what the heck. Uh, Come on. So here's, here, here's the deal. Um, You've got this uh, 35, I, I think nationwide, uh, 30 to 40% is pretty common here. I know in the article I read about RCMP, it said that, um, you know, there, there are areas that were a little uncomfortable operating with 14 people working at, at a time. Now they're stuck with seven people working at a time. There uh, is mandatory overtime. So obviously what that's going to do is it's going to expose you to uh, falling asleep on the, uh, on the job. It's going to uh, create more problems for you. And then on top of that, it's all a wild card as, as uh, society gets a little bit more violent. Uh, it's all a wild card, which call you're going to get. So you might get a, uh, you might get that stabbing in progress or you might get that baby drowning or whatever. I know there's, you know, videos circulating on the internet right now about a cop saving a baby from being drowned. So uh, when, when you've only got seven dispatchers and uh, one or two of them get involved in a, in a very heavy call, um, it's my understanding that they tend to take the, take advantage of their, um, you know, if you, if you have a traumatic, you take an extended leave for your traumatic stress and, and now they're out another couple of uh, people. So yeah. we're all starting to feel the pinch. Uh, luckily we didn't feel that pinch uh, in the case that John has prepared for us tonight. Uh, we'll talk about what happened here. Uh, it all no has idea. relevance. Until they walked out oh. front. That's I the sheriff. We don't, we don't want to hear from him yet. Yeah. Here's the, here's the number one call. And I just wanted to say, first of all, this is Drew's call. This is Drew's case. I do not take this seriously. <laughs> he and I have been fighting about it all week. About whether we have we literally I, I, to the point of uh, my exhaustion. Listen, if you want to call and chime in, and you want to speak to, uh, I will translate for you if need be. The uh, Canadian that we have on the hook, we'll call it. Uh, mm. We, you can get a hold of us at eight four eight two six six sixty nine eleven. Thanks. Nice. Or 848 uh, I'm sorry, 848-COM-911, which is rather whimsical because we're a communications in a 911 show. Total coincidence. We're, we're going to do uh, this uh, 911 call first. Here it is. 911 of the emergency. Hi. Uh, uh, our address is 41 Concord Drive, Dunedin. Somebody is just on our lanai. Somebody is around our house. They're walking around the house? Okay. No, um, trying to break. I'm going to pause it because John was not familiar with the term lanai because apparently he does uh, he believes that it's Hawaiian. Uh, a lot of uh, Dunedin is a small like a bedroom community very close to Tampa here where I am. Uh, a lanai is like a back porch sort of. A lot of people have pools, you know, in ground pools in their lanai. 
and it's uh, part of what they call the curtilage. So the curtilage in I taught you that word. No, the curtilage <laughs> in the state of Florida for the purposes of a burglary is anything that's kind of connected to your home. So uh, you could you could stretch and say the fence around your house, if it's attached to your house, is your curtilage. Your 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 garage is definitely part of your curtilage because that's uh, that's actually part of your house. So if somebody enters your garage and you're in it, there, there's always a debate of whether we would charge them with a, an occupied residential burglary or or not now, but now but listen now constable how does cartilage work in canada cartilage not cartilage that cartilage is the bones that another one yeah owes. Yes. yeah um i don't know like uh we're talking about like porches and stuff is what yeah. you're uh, yeah covered nice right? you know covered porches um, yeah so like any any property any building that's anything that's like secured would be considered a break and enter. Okay. Um, so, so if, if first uh, by chance, the, it, like if you needed a door to enter this area, even though it's, yeah. you know, like perhaps it's a mud room or, or, you know, like nothing ever happens out there for 11 months and three weeks out of the year. But for that one week when it's nice, everyone sits out there. Yeah. And they, it, it's you know, attached to the house. It's still considered your, your part of your residence. Okay, uh, so that's what a lanai is, L-A-N-I-L-A-N-A-I, and John would spell it with an E, and it drove me insane. Okay, it's, here we go. And it's Are part of the curtain. The <laughs> no, they're trying to break. They were trying to break in, but I, I, I heard them and I saw them, and they don't know if they have, are armed or not. You just need somebody to come and check on the house. And how much did he oh. weigh? <laughs> what was that? Nothing. Don't shoot. What was that? Ma'am. My husband. What, what is, my husband. What was that bang? This was the shot. Who, who, who made a shot? They, they are going around the house. Who, who? I need to know who, what that was. I don't know. Somebody is yelling. I need him to stop shooting the gun. Okay, stop. Stop. All right, so let's do a little setup here. We're going to go back and listen to the call again so we have proper context, but I wanted you to hear the call itself first. That's that's a, that's a good chunk of it anyway. And, but, and Constable, sorry, I, I uh, muted you. You were laughing. I just wanted you to be. No, I'm so laugh. sorry. I didn't hear that no. the first time I reviewed this where she said, <laughs> stop shooting or, or like, please don't shoot. And I was like, he already did it. <laughs> yeah, take, uh, take it take back. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Drew, did you want my opinions as a 911 dispatcher? Did we want to skip that for this episode? No, it's not. We're going to skip that. I was going to play the call again oh, so okay. that we could hear it straight through. Hang on one second. All right. Uh, yeah, we you ready? Drag that back. Go ahead. The address of the emergency. Hi. Uh, uh, our address is 41 Concord Drive, Dunedin. Somebody is just on our lanai. Hold on. I'm all off my game here. I, I told you I was going to put it in context for you, and I didn't. Um, essentially what happened is this woman is in her bedroom with her husband and, uh, they're in Dunedin. It's a small bedroom community. I already covered that. She goes to the kitchen to get something to eat or drink or something like that. And she looks out her, her, uh, blinds and she can see on her lanai where her pool is. There's a figure out there and she's like, what is going on? So she runs and tells her husband, Hey, there's somebody on the, there's somebody out there. So they peek out and they definitely see somebody out there. And the guy 
who turns out to be, spoiler alert, the pool guy at 9 p.m. in the evening, goes to his car, uh, first shows up, he kind of waves at them, thinking that he saw them and they saw her and and everybody is cool and, you know, to show up 9 o'clock unannounced uh, to clean your pool. Uh, He goes to the car to fill out some paperwork and realizes he can't see, so he brings his flashlight back. In the meantime, the the male homeowner retrieves his his rifle, and they're hunkered down in the residence. And while she's on the phone with nine one one, he starts yelling, "Go away, go away!" Well, the pool guy doesn't hear him, and advances towards the house with his flashlight. So now the homeowners really don't have any other choice but to think whoever this is is about to break into my house. And in, in an effort, uh, in my opinion, and actually anybody with a sane mind uh, ha- who has an opinion, uh, this man is protecting his home. We call it the castle doctrine. Uh, he's uh, He has no duty to retreat. In fact, he's protecting his home and his wife who's in there. He fires a couple rounds. Uh, the guy takes off. Eh, then the story takes kind of a right turn, but uh, we'll, we'll we'll cover that again. So let's listen to the call. And then we'll let John uh, opine as a 911 dispatcher. And then he and I will argue uh, incessantly to the point where we turn you off. Somebody is around our house. Were they walking around the house? No, they're trying to break. They were trying to break in, but I, I, I heard them and I saw them. And we don't know if they are armed or not. We just need somebody to come and check on the house. And how much did he oh. weigh? <laughs> What was that? Nothing. Don't shoot. What was that? Ma'am. My husband. What, what is my husband. What was that? Bang. It was a shot. Who, who, who made a shot? They, they are going around the house. Who, who? I need to know who, what that was. I don't know. Somebody is <laughs> I need him to stop shooting the gun. Okay, stop. 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 Put it down. Put it on the floor, please. Why? Let's stay here. What kind of gun is it? Somebody. Please. I don't know. No, somebody. Did he shoot anybody? Hello, ma'am. Stop it, please. Stop it, stop it. Stop it, please. Why? I need stop him to it. stop shooting Wait the gun. Here. Where are you? I need him to put down the gun, ma'am. I need the police. Ma'am, I need I him need... to put down the gun. Nothing. I don't know. Yes. We already opened doors if the deputies are here. One moment, let me. I'm afraid to go to the door. Did I hurt somebody? No, 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 you didn't. No. No, 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 breathe. Breathe, breathe, breathe. Breathe, okay? 
Okay, so that's uh, that is the nine one one call, John. Uh, please feel free to give us your um, take on that. Just a couple of housekeeping things. Abby uh, commented on the fact that you could hear the dispatcher say, how much did he weigh? I left that in there just so that you know the dispatcher did ask all the normal descriptors, like, you know, what, what does the suspect look like? Uh, we're at episode 26, so, you know, we, we don't need to kind of go through that. But the dispatcher does ask all those questions. What's super frustrating is, as a, as a dispatcher, I guess I'll just tell you how I feel. Like, boy, this situation got out of hand quickly. You know, there's a prowler. That's what we would call this case is a prowler outside. And all of a sudden we're just, you know, uh, we're going full Rambo on this. And, uh, you know, you just you worry about what's happening, what you missed out on. When he says stop shooting, you're going to come the, the, in the chats. It's all over the place. Like, I don't like that. He said, told him to stop shooting when the dispatcher has no idea. Like, is the guy still trying to get inside? Is it a whole gang of people? Is 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 the is the the homeowner? Is he already shot? Is it an active gun gunfight? Like, yeah, like this dispatcher doesn't know. But what he's reacting to, if I had to guess, and I'm not criticizing is pump the brakes hold on one second let's get this situation stabilized like i can't i can't do one more thing because there's so many shots being fired the folks you have to remember too is like the gun the gunshots are going off i don't think he's necessarily telling this guy to disarm himself or to give up or anything because the guy's certainly not going to do that but we can't send police into a situation where rifle rifle rounds are going off or we don't want to anyway particularly when we have no intelligence on what's going on other than like there's somebody within the curtilage of the house and, and, and gunshots are being fired. There was a, I believe 30 rounds fired in 90 seconds. So the dispatcher is just all of a sudden he's in the deep end of the pool and he's trying to react to that. So also uh, what's frustrating on this call and we'll talk on this a little bit, Drew is uh, because there's a, a civil side of this too, but when he's t talking to her for information, she seems kind of like, Oh shit. I don't want to tell you that like my husband, is blowing people away because she's like stop shooting please stop you know she doesn't know what's going on either you know nobody really knows the full the full in the moment they don't know the full you know totality of the circumstances so she wants them to stop shooting because we all want shots to stop being fired they're scary uh and we should say that did we mention already drew that the that the homeowner there is a retired was he a light colonel in the army yep okay so Lieutenant so we colonel. So he's got some proficiency with firearms, probably knows about him. It's an AR-15, which, of course, is the media's hot-button rifle, even though it has no bearing on anything at all that they can model the rifle. But he, I think he's just trying to get a, a stop to the situation and have the police handle it, which is kind of every dispatcher's instinct. Drew, go ahead. This is where where John and I kind of differ, what uh, what John's, uh, what Christy is kind of You know what? About. I have had it. I've been supporting you for 25 episodes. I have been, I have been pulling your line, lockstep. Yes. yes, sir, Drew, sir. That's exactly what I think too, sir. And I finally have an original thought, and you're like, shut up, John. It's your woke policies, John. It's your insane woke uh, policies, Drew. <laughs> uh, listen, here's the thing. Um, th this becomes a very tense and different situation than somebody agree. on your one eye. I don't agree when with that. You this becomes a very tense and different situation than somebody on your lanai when the flashlight starts advancing towards your door. You, you have no duty to retreat. Therefore, you have no duty to wait to see if they're going to try the doorknob and you don't have any duty to wait to see if they're going to like, okay, well, he's undone his pants and he's ripped my wife's nightgown out. But that doesn't mean he's going to rape her yet. Like I haven't seen the full thing uh, come out yet, you know. Uh, so this is in, and I, you know, and I'm not trying to insult anybody's intelligence by, by saying that, but th that's the truth of the matter. Like it was the difference between 
like just some kind of reckless shooting at somebody on your lanai and re- fully remember your lanai is part it's it's he's essentially in their living room their outdoor living room uh, i know what a, a lanai of, is it's just a matter of a sliding <laughs> glass door that's locked so when he advances towards when, when you start putting these things together and he's advancing towards the door with the flashlight he's not walking away after being warned a couple times to walk away he's walking towards you uh, I, I think that as the sheriff, you may have left it in there in his press conference, said, look, this is something we call lawful but awful. And but th- there there is a reason to have this castle doctrine that we keep referring to, which is a stand your ground issue, meaning you don't have a duty to retreat. You, you can you know, it comes from common English and, you know, probably by proxy through Canada. Uh, a man's home is his castle. And you have every right to defend it and and all of its contents, meaning the people inside. So if uh, I think that there may be issues uh, in some states justifying shooting, there may be uh, there may have been an issue in saying, OK, well, uh, you know, it, actually, the guy was injured. He was never shot. He was injured with uh, shrapnel and glass um, to call this a stand your ground would be a little bit different than what it actually was, which is a castle doctrine. They're just slightly different um, because of the duty to retreat uh, or the culpability of the intruder. Somebody who's committing a trespass, a a burglary um, while you're in your occupied residence, that's actually a forcible felony. Yeah, exactly. That's a forcible felony. So that's where I stand on the issue. I I do take issue, however, uh, when it comes to the 911 call itself, when the dispatcher starts directing a homeowner what to do to protect themselves. And, yeah. and I know that that was probably instinctual. And I know that the dispatcher was doing the best that they can to probably stabilize the situation and make sure that nobody else gets hurt. Or, uh, you know, obviously you got to ask, are they shooting at you or are you shooting at yeah. them? Uh, and I do agree that you don't want to send uh, officers into a firefight like that. But at the same time, when you tell someone, okay, put the gun away or, hey, put that gun down and stop firing, and then the other person takes the gun out and shoots them, what have we done? We've, we've, created, we've, we've created the exigency. We, we have put them in danger. So, um, I, you know, I, I, I don't fault the dispatcher. I, I definitely would have discussed it with uh, yeah. the rest of the roll call. The thing yeah. is, is that, uh, and then I want to get the constable on this, is that, uh, like I said, it's deep end. Like you're thrown in the deep end of the pool. Like you, sometimes you just like you want to pump the oh, brakes. He does need to punt. ask a, a, a punt <laughs> or a pun. Yes. Uh, he needs to ask way more questions about what's going on. And like I said, I think he's trying to buy that time. Unfortunately, yeah, there's all kinds of legal ramifications if. Uh, you know, you tell someone to stop shooting and it's, you know, the necessary to defend their life. Unfortunately, like one huge part of being an 911 dispatcher is that this exact situation, people ask you, like, is it OK if I shoot him? Like, bam, you know, like I have completed like a 40 hour online course on how to be a 911 dispatcher. I'm not I, I a can lawyer. get you through CPR. Yeah, I could definitely yeah, get like, you through I could, CPR. I could but... beat off CPR off a card. But like, <laughs> but I mean, the, the implications of that, like, is it is it is this justifiable homicide? If And you're as a 911 dispatcher, you, every day in this country, dispatchers are put into that that seat. And if you do not know particularly your local laws, whether you're in Canada or you're in the United States or whatever, if you don't understand that, because uh, I, I know that Carly has has told me an interesting story once. Uh, 
in California. And of course we all know how wackadoo it is out there, but you, you almost do have to like take on like some pretty big lawyer pants right in that moment, which is of course not when you want to be doing that. And it's tough. Uh, Constable, like seeing this crazy Florida man action, which is by the way, utterly <laughs> typical of Americans. What do you think about all this? Well, I don't know. Like it's, uh, it's very, first of all, it's very complex um, situation. Um, complex being different than, need to differentiate between complicated and complex complex is way more than than a complicated uh, by definition so i this is extremely complex where i mean in uh, from a canada perspective my uh thought as towards what happened was that okay you fire those two initial rounds and then the guy kicked kicked the bucket out of there like he, he was gone he, he couldn't run fast enough. Um, my thought process was, why was he shooting an extra 28 rounds? Um, I don't know. In law enforcement, you're always constantly thinking about your backstop. You're always constantly thinking about where your round's going to be granny across the road sort of thing. Um, so to me, just hearing those additional rounds, I think the two got the message across. Um, now, is that something... I don't mean to interrupt. I just, I think this is mm -hmm. the point you're driving at. Um, now you said when you do something like this, you defend yourself, you're a home, you're a person, you know, you could go through a, a rest and charges, but ultimately you have to make the case to a judge or I presume a jury about whether or not that was justifiable. Are those extra 28 shots had this happen in Windsor, Canada? Is that going to hurt his case in your Canadian Oh yeah, opinion? absolutely. Absolutely. There okay. was, there was a case years ago where there was a Toronto police officer who was convicted of, um, I think it was uh, first degree murder because he stopped a threat. And that's another thing too about, uh, I see both of your points about the uh, telling him to stop shooting or whatever, but uh, from an IR active shooter perspective training, it's you go to where the noise is and you stop that noise. Okay. Um, so that's another thing is like, if it, if it happens to be somebody trying to do good by protecting themselves, well, I'm sorry if you're, if you're in that situation and I have to stop the noise then if you're the one doing it, then I'm sorry. That's kind of like, anyway, so there was we've, a case. We've seen that before on the show too, where people, you know, are doing something that's not necessarily a crime, but they wind up on the wrong side of deadly force from the police by through right. circumstances. We've seen that. Go ahead. There was, um, yeah. So there was a police officer convicted because uh, he, he, he stopped the threat. It was um, public transit or something like that. And he, I think it was two or three shots. And then there was a pause wasn't a reload, wasn't anything. There was a pause and then there was bang, bang, an additional couple of shots. Um, and that's what really, uh, he couldn't justify that uh, to, a, to a judge. And then there was an, another case going to the property uh, side of it. Uh, I don't know, you could probably Google it, but there was a farmer, one in Alberta, one in Saskatchewan that uh, there was like multiple people breaking and entering, trying to steal tools and machinery and whatnot. Farmer defended his property, ended up killing one of them. And uh, he got he had to, he got arrested, charged, all that rural property. But he ended up get, being found not guilty because he was. Just, I I don't know the full details, and I'm not sure what case law came out of that. But um, that's the com comparisons I can make anyway. All right, so so let's talk about a couple things here. First of all, as a as a uh, just a, a general street cop that shows up to investigate this. Uh, first of all, holy shit. Second of all, <laughs> if there's a dead body there, uh, obviously you're you're going to call detectives immediately. And I, I'd argue as a, a shift commander, me showing up there, 
I, I promise you, I'm probably going to do the exact same thing. We're, we're going to secure the, the firearm. We're going to secure the people inside to make sure we don't have a crime uh, and ensure that we don't need a search warrant to be inside of where we are. And then we're going to get some specialists in here, some detectives. And I'm going to say that the detectives probably aren't going to make the call of whether this becomes a stand your ground case. This is probably going to be uh, the state attorney's office making this call. So uh, it could it could very well be like, you know, this is what we got. Uh, and the, the assistant state attorney says, well, I mean, the guy, he was protecting his home. What you, there's nothing else to it, really. He doesn't need, you know, and nobody got hit. And. Um, this is what stand your ground is designed for. So, uh, or it could go the other way. Like, yeah, it was a little excessive and, and he put other people in danger by doing that. So there might've been a culpable negligence. I don't know who lives behind this guy, but, uh, there are 38 States that are stand your ground States, all, but eight of them say that there is no duty to retreat. Um, uh, it says, uh, no duty to retreat from an attacker in any place in which one is lawfully present. And that's Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arizona, uh, Arkansas, Florida, Georgia, Idaho, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Missouri, Montana, Nevada, New Hampshire, North Carolina, North Dakota, Ohio, Oklahoma, Pennsylvania, South Carolina, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, West Virginia, and uh, Wyoming. Puerto Rico is also a uh, standard ground uh, area, uh, you know, uh, uh, I can't remember the, the term that we use, but uh, so, yeah, I mean, if, if you're the stand your ground E, I think that it's uh, in your best interest to, to make sure that um, either you relate that you were definitely in fear for your, your, your life and your safety and your family's safety, that you thought that somebody was advancing to break into your house. And again, I'm not trying to dispense legal advice here because uh, I don't, I'm not qualified to do that, but um you need to be very careful in how you wore that. And you need to be very careful in handling a firearm. If, uh, if somebody's outside yeah. on your pool deck at 9 PM, I don't know that it gives you license to shoot, but in this case, because all cases are different, um, that's, that's, uh, essentially what happened. So let's take a look at the video of exactly what happened. This is Be Carl Pollack, the pool. Boy. Before we do that, Drew, can I address some comments? Yeah, sure. I, I, and um, I actually, I'm sorry, I don't mean to judge anyone too harshly, but I kind of shudder to think that I have to explain this, but it actually comes up on 911 calls all the time. So I want to take this opportunity. The difference between theft, burglary, and robbery. Okay, because I get, I get calls a lot of the time saying, I've just been robbed. I'm like, okay, my God, is he still there? Was there a weapon involved? And like, I came out to my storage unit and the lock's been broken on it. <laughs> this probably happened last Sunday. Because I saw a dude out here. Okay, that is burglary. That is totally different. And it's a burglary after the fact. Robbery is when someone uses force or coercion to deprive you of property. So that's like you getting mugged or being held up at a bank. Burglary is someone breaking and entering, which can just mean opening a door. They don't have to literally snip the padlock on your unit. And they come into a space that you have a reasonable expectation that you own it or you're renting it or that's your spot. And then theft is like, you know, the taking of mislaid property or something, you know, you set something down and someone else takes it. Drew, did I get any of that wrong? Drew did gone. not. Okay. Nope. Drew's, Drew's still here. He was just, nope, uh, he was, you're, he was off you're a hundred percent right on, uh, and everything that's pretty universal theft is just stealing something. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, burglary is, uh, uh, robbery is theft with some type of violence involved. It's to mm -hmm. a person and, and burglary, yeah. 
depending on if the residence is occupied or or whatever they're burglarizing. If you're burglarizing a, a vehicle, you you know yep. a vehicle can be occupied just as well. Yep. Okay. Thank you, Drew. I just uh, I I wanted to address that because it's something that drove me nuts. I literally had someone call me once because of a, of a robbery that occurred and a suspect was in flight on the interstate. I'm like, well, it's on like Donkey Kong. And it was a shoplifter. <laughs> a guy had taken a Milwaukee table saw without paying for it. And uh, the, sh the loss prevention person was uh, breaking all loss prevention code of conduct by following <laughs> the interstate. So, But he called in and said it was a robbery. And, of course, that's full felony stop, which is not appropriate for someone you know, jacking a table saw from uh, an yeah, Ace Hardware. Ste stealing an 18 pack of beer or something. So, like. But so it was a Milwaukee you, one. It, it, oh, <laughs> that's true. Yes. Yeah. Very nice one. Okay. I'm not, this is not anti-Milwaukee, <laughs> uh, but it is important when you dial 911 to know the difference. All right, Drew, let's, uh, let's go on. All right. Here's the video. You could see he bring, he's bringing the skimmer out. He's got something in his mouth at the moment. He let, he lays it down. Then he, he waves to the inside. You could see that he waves to the inside. He's kind of watching, which is a little creepy in my opinion, but then he, he waves again as in, uh, I take it. You saw me, uh, this kind of jumps around quite a bit, but he went out to his car to get his phone, which is acting as his flashlight. So he completes his paperwork. He sets the, uh, wow, that was cut really quick. Uh, That's because the, the guy, uh, <laughs> the guy's just there. First of all, I want to praise his diligence that he had work to do. He's running behind. He doesn't say, guess what? The, the Hoke of ours aren't waiting until tomorrow. I want them going out there bathing when the sun comes up. Goes yeah. out there. He's checking the traps. He's pulling the crap out of there. And you know sure. what? He he's taking a flashlight. You know why? Because he didn't want to wake these people up. Super yeah, because that man arrays. Yeah. Wants to yep. go, wants to wants to go out there. No criminal intent. Is that what you just said, constable? <laughs> no, give that man a raise. Oh, I thought you said no mens rea, and I'm like, man, you are full blown. Yeah, you are a lawyer. Um, <laughs> yes, give that man a raise because he's out there just doing the Lord's work. And you okay, know what? He's, I, uh, but he's, let's he's got a, let's... he's got a pool wife and a pool baby to feed. Drew, go ahead. <laughs> Uh, look at his posture right now. Like he, he, he leaned forward a little bit to see what was going on there. He kind of put his arm up as in he's waving. Now he's standing there with his hands on his hip. I think he's like, he's mad about all the pubes in what's there. What's going sure. on here? Why aren't they wearing yeah, suits like, in their own? This is only a I, lanai. <laughs> he's, he's just kind of like, Hey, uh, is she walking around in her, uh, you know, you think he's being a looky loo there? Is that what you think? I think he's being a looky loo. That's my this opinion. So then he tonight. goes out. He goes out to the car, and of course, you know, John edits all the uh, important important parts out because he wants to make his argument. So that's uh, not he's, true. It's, I just I downloaded it from a third party, and I didn't want to put a lot of extra work into it. Is what he happened. put his uh, he put his pen behind his ear. He went over to the uh, pavers right by the pool to fill out his paperwork. And with the phone in his hand with the flashlight, and he walks towards the table to lay down the paperwork that he just completed, which means he's walking towards the door with the phone in his hand that has it's a probably flashlight. Probably an I love you note, and, I, and I'm sorry <laughs> I was late. It could very well be like, hey, I'm sorry I'm an idiot and showed up at your lanai at 9 p.m. while your blinds were closed. So uh, you can see he hightails it out of there when the uh, shots start ringing out. So here's the sheriff, Bob Gualtieri. He's the sheriff of Pinellas County. When he took that AR out, it wasn't like he was sitting there and he had decided, I'm going to pull this trigger. He was sitting there. He was waiting, waiting, waiting. And what was the event that caused him to fire was the flashlight. And he thinks the guy's coming in. So he puts one in the chamber and racks it and then fires, which again cuts to this isn't a guy that was 
sitting there, trigger happy, wanting to shoot. He was trying to protect himself and his wife, and he was concerned about the circumstances. It's a terrible set of circumstances, but it's unfortunate, um, avoidable. Uh, but it wasn't in this case. It's probably one of those things that I would call lawful but awful. I mean, it's awful, but it's just an awful set of circumstances. They walked out front and saw the pool truck in front of the house, and then he had this, you know, oh my gosh moment. But it wasn't until then. He really had no idea until they walked out front and saw the pool truck. When we talked to um, pool guy, um, in hindsight, you know, he should have probably let them know that he was coming at 9 o'clock at night. Yet he made no effort to contact them at all. This is a classic example of what's called the Castle Doctrine or Ford of the Stand Your Ground Law. Uh, Bradley Hokemar was in his home. He was in fear that someone was breaking in. Uh, the evidence from the video and from his statements, the audio, his wife's statements on the video, and to detectives that there's no crime that was committed. Uh, he was in his home. Uh, he was defending what he thought was an intruder coming into his house where he and his wife were. So, John, even on a bad day, like, I, I mean, all the guy was really trying to do is defend his thing. Like, what, what's, what's your idea of uh, justice in this case? I mean, what's the punishment here? I'm, I'm going to tell you, first of all, I'm not really against you. I think we, we've I've been trying to gin up some stuff so that we have some controversy on here. I thought maybe we could go with a little bit more like, pardon the interruption, or, um, mm. you know, undisputed. I think that they have pretty good energy on that show. And I thought maybe it would be something that would help us out, but I got to be honest with you, Drew, like Florida is pretty well known um, for their judicious uh, application of frankly, the death penalty. And I think if you're blowing somebody away, who's just trying to clean your pool, I think you have to take aggravating and mitigating circumstances into account. But I mean, this poor pool guy passed away because he was doing his job. I think it's just beyond the pale. I really don't think that the, this is a death penalty case, John. It, it, well, he I, killed that guy. Uh, no, actually, he didn't. He, he he had to have. Otherwise, there would be no reason to make this graphic. <laughs> uh, There's Carl Polek. <laughs> He's up there skimming Jesus' pool now in heaven. Uh, gone too soon, only 24 years old or something. I'm not sure how old. No, he was 34. No, he's some age. Yeah, he's, <laughs> 24. What's the math? Is that he a is, uh, that's Some, pretty... he said, well, it's, it's, it's metric years, guys. And so, oh, okay. in memoriam to Carl Pollock, we miss you and thank you for your diligence. Thank you for your service to this. Thank country. you for your pool service. I, you I, pool I, don't, service. I, I don't know that. Uh, uh, I, I believe if he is in heaven, he is, um, he is cleaning out the baptismal. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's pool. what he's yeah. doing. And yep. his name is. P is Polek like Pol, I know like uh you know what I'm saying it I or was Pol, also like... struck by that I thought it was like <laughs> well of course he is it's like this is well, what he's born to do that's why he's working at 9 p.m to clean he did the not pool. he was not killed in this no incident. He, he did he not was, pass away he's just fine he's slightly annoyed as he maybe <laughs> maybe a little embarrassed we have a caller by the name of David J I think that we have spoken to him before I think we may have even raised a glass with David J before. I, I, He's, I talked uh, to him about not calling. He's been calling night shift lately, but not us. Right. David, go he ahead. My children through uh, community college at a minimum so far. So, David, <laughs> what do you think about all this? Hi, John, Drew, Constable Canuck. Hey, great, great time. Um, good counterpoints, good, good breakdown. Uh, a few things 
Uh, Drew, great job answering the questions, especially with the property invasion, once on the property. Uh, John, awesome with the, why it wasn't considered justifiable homicide. Uh, way to answer that. That's a great that, point. Uh, before even anybody asked. Uh, Constable Canuck, way to discuss the backstop. That was actually a point that I was going to bring up um, was backstop. And I'm glad you brought it up because uh, that is a concern. A uh, little bit about myself. I am a small arms marksmanship instructor. And I also teach uh, in-home defense as well. So, and, nice. and he works Let's for the U.S. Navy, Ohio. so it would be his job to go, to kill you if we ever go to war with Canada, just so you know. <laughs> Good, David. Hey, Canada ahead. always wins those war games. Yeah. Oh, yeah, war games all day long. Thermal nuclear war, right? Uh, <laughs> so let's talk about Ohio, July 31st, all right? Mitch Duckrow shot James Rawl, and he did not shoot until the barrier was broken. And that was something that I wanted to discuss was um, – with the castle doctrine and why uh, this gentleman didn't need to wait until his uh, property uh, threshold was broken. And obviously drew, you did answer that you showed, Hey, castle doctrine. This is the reason why um, great job answering that. Um, it definitely uh, helped me understand more between these two cases. Well, you know, uh, you know, I'm a huge David J fan. I have nothing but respect. <laughs> so some of the issues that I have with this gentleman is that, he was shooting blindly at yes. an unknown target yes. um, from yeah. what I read and from, and everything else like that. Um, he, he was just shooting blindly, which if, if anybody is sensible with gun ownership, I mean, that's, that's a red flag. That's a, Hey, what are you doing? That's, you need to stop shooting blindly at a target. You need to know what your target is and what's behind it. Um, shooting without the knowledge of a threat. Obviously you broke that down. Uh, pretty well drew so thank you very much appreciated i, I, uh, I tend to think also david he, he there, there may have been some uh and this term could easily be overused but unless you've experienced it you would know but um there could have been some auditory exclusion there like he just he just doesn't know in, in other words uh, all of the fear and panic all of his fight or flight has kicked in and it's all all of his resources his hard drive is being eaten up all of his ram is being eaten up by the fact that he's having to pull this trigger to to, to uh to basically defend his his family so he's not counting shots he's probably realizing the minute he goes dry or he's just like oh i'm gonna make sure that this guy is not coming in the in the door uh, whether he knew he was hitting him or not is a different story. Um, but I, I, I do agree with uh, everyone that, you know, I, I think that there is a um, there's an air of recklessness in this, in the fact that he didn't have uh, he couldn't have had the, the target completely acquired because he was behind blinds and they were hunkered down in the living room. So. Uh, I don't want to Monday morning quarterback the guy too bad. And and th here's something else that we're going to uh, kind of maybe talk about tomorrow if we do the case that we were originally going to do. However, the Scott Peterson thing has uh, kind of changed uh, gears on us, so we may cover that tomorrow. But, um, you know, in the Ed Troyer case that we covered a couple of weeks ago, the a couple, a couple months ago at this point, I think it was in our, our first year, John, our first season. Uh, way way we, back when, when we were – Weren't we? Uh, we were on the actual AM radio for a while, 
But yes. we started our first year of Comp Center. You guys can go back and watch this. I mean, you could, but it was just an improvised skit on the street that wasn't being recorded. So it's actually right. lost. It was lost like Fleckus. It was, it was basically like Fleckus. Or so, Street Broadway. Yeah. And when they, when yeah. they spontaneously are doing things, Drew and I did a show about 911. Like John was streets. a pantomime, and that's how we, we linked up. But uh, <laughs> we. Uh, we covered this with uh, Ed Troyer. I can't even remember where I was going with this, but the 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 bottom line is, um, it, it had to do with the the nine one one call, and uh, oh, I can't remember what I was going to say about it. But um, will you please correct my sister? She keeps going on about how it's not okay to blow someone away who's on your porch, <laughs> which there wasn't even a porch in this case, Christy. It was a lanai, which is a it's an extension of the house. It's like a yeah, it's a whatever it is, you know. Uh, yeah. she now she lives in a state, and I won't dox her like I did Will Cray because I do love my sister more than Will. But uh, she she does live in a state that's got some pretty uh, you know, California style laws, and I, I'm sure that she's I'm sure that she's correct when she says that had this happened uh, in, in her state, that uh, these people would be in a radically different situation, which I think is all the more interesting with uh, you know, the constable here because he says that you know, most of those hefty laws are federal, so oh, I, I know what is, I was this, thinking of. Well, this this uh, law, Christy, and I'll wrap up. I'm sorry, Drew. It's, this is castle doctrine. This is a tradition in Western law that goes way, way back to England. This has been, you can defend your castle and the curtilage of your castle. Like Drew made the point earlier, you don't, you're not expected to def wait to defend yourself until someone's coming in because at that point, your first barrier of defense is already broken. You don't have to wait until you're at that point. If you have reasonable belief that this guy's coming in, which he did when he was approaching with the flashlight. He didn't give any advance warning. He was there. I had all the classic signs of being a burglar and a prowler. This guy acted in, in good faith, you know, to a certain point to defend his property. And case in point, Christy, he didn't get any charges. Drew, go ahead. I'm, I'm, I drew the same blank that I I had it back, and now it's gone. I, I am pure cancer when it comes to podcasting with Drew. He comes no, alive okay. on Fridays. He saves all his energy for that. Uh, no, I don't. I don't. Oh, uh, David J., uh, thank you once again for calling. If, uh, if you want to follow in David J.'s footsteps, and I strongly suggest that you do because he's a good and honorable man, uh, you should call 848-266-6911. That's 848-911. Nice. nice. And uh, I think that you will be able to talk to all of us. Um, I'll think of what I was trying to think of how this uh, relates to. Was it the Ed Troyer uh, thing? Abby, Abby yeah, said, it was, this guy no, just tried to kill me. There were two similarities that I, I was going to say. It, it was very, it was very similar. Yeah, it, it's just the, it, it's not the verbiage of this guy tried to kill me. Um, oh, I know what it was now. Um, these are special circumstances, and I mentioned this in the Ed Troyer case, and I don't want to, you know, spoiler alert tomorrow. When you're a police officer and somebody shows up at your house and it's not the Amazon delivery that you think that you that you know what I mean? If you don't, if you haven't ordered anything from Uber Eats and all of a sudden, you know, some guy with a nose and glasses walks up with an Uber Eats vest on. Uh, I, I think it's fair to assume that somebody is there to do something nefarious to you. Uh, at least in the mind of a police officer, that's probably what's happening because you've done things to people. You have. Uh, put people in prison for the rest of their lives and th there is a valid threat in your home just being a police officer you you know that's why yeah. it's never a good idea to put your your actual police badge and id in your 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 main wallet because mm -hmm. if you have your license in there they have your address and they just may show up at your house to return it to you uh this is a similar situation here with the lieutenant colonel who has served 
um, overseas. And, um, you know, for years, many years there in, in, you know, I don't know what field he was in, maybe intelligence, who knows, but th there many years, there have been threats against us servicemen. Uh, so, uh, when you got a guy on your lanai at 9 PM, uh, and you don't see he's holding a pole and his name is Polek, uh, you might start <laughs> thinking is, is tonight the night? Is tonight the night that they've sent you know some terrorist here to to exact the revenge for the uh, for the town in Afghanistan that I wiped out? So I think that there's a little bit of extra special knowledge. Maybe not. It, it, maybe not. Uh, if not, maybe uh, like the eggshells are a little bit uh, thinner that you walk on. You, you understand what I'm saying? I understand it perfectly because I paid attention that entire time. Um, I'm sorry, Drew. Uh, we have <laughs> you're, Carly... you're absolutely right, though. Thank you. Um, sorry, like just from my experience of when I was single and got into the job and someone says, I'm going to gut you like a pig that you are and everything. And you just kind of, you know, off the shoulder. Um, and you probably don't even charge them for uttering a threat to you. Uh, right. But now that I have uh, family uh, of my own that take that way more seriously. And that's yeah. definitely something that crosses your mind. Definitely. Drew, anyway, Drew, I know that we have Carly who's a co-host of the show in the third spot before one time I was talking to her when we were getting ready to do a comp center with Jonathan Bates and Eric Tanzi, she was telling me about a story that happened out in California that I think casts a, a different light on uh, a lot of this castle doctrine stuff and also drew apologize to you if i bulldozing you and making you forget stuff that's not what i'm here to do but i just get it i get excitable and i'm also extremely tired and running on like uh uh you know just that's caffeine and uh, ang anger and about 50 slim gyms is what kind of powers me at this point yeah brother Th that's a uh that's a drew problem not a john problem carly uh i believe is here to defend herself she can talk to us all she wants carly how are you tonight Oh, Carly and Beignet oh, are fighting right now. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> no, we're not fighting. She's here, but we're not fighting. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, Carly? I'm doing pretty well. Um, John requested my story about Castle. <laughs> go for it. So... Luckily, I work nights because at three in the morning before I moved to a castle state, I had one of my neighbors that was on God knows how many things try to bust in my door and he had broken all the mirrors in his house. And so he had left a lot of blood spatter all over my door Yeesh. every time he tried to hit it and everything. Mind you, I'm on the second floor, one way in, one way out, no balcony, only my front door. And so me being a, a gun owner might have had it readily accessible in case I needed it and then afterwards I went to my sergeant and I was like wait a minute was that technically allowed and he said because I had no way out that it would have been most likely self-defense okay in so, California I probably would have gotten screwed so that's that that is a great point uh, first of all I'm glad that you had your heater with you to, to kind of protect you and your domicile. It was in the towel self. that she wraps up her hair with, of all things. <laughs> Probably, she left okay. that part. <laughs> right. Uh, but <laughs> th so that's where the words duty to retreat emanates from. That's exactly what that's talking about. Like if you have, if you have a means to exit, then you do have a duty to retreat in that state. 
and I'm assuming it was California. I'm pretty sure it was, but uh, yeah, so yeah. yeah, I mean, they they essentially want you know look at the Paul Pelosi incident. They essentially want you to you know take the offender in and cook him breakfast. But um, so this right. is uh, if if you only have one means uh, one way in and one way out, it's a different story. You don't you don't have a means to retreat. You have no way to go. You have no way or means to escape. I guess you have nowhere to go. So I guess that would be uh, a lot different, but you know, these are the intricacies of, of a stand your ground slash duty to retreat slash, uh, you know, self-defense slash homicide, you know, uh, justifiable, hom- justifiable homicide. Uh, these are the, the, the various nuances of these cases that uh, that's why I say every single one of them is completely different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Circumstance. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, thank you for calling well, Carly. Well, and then the lawyer just came on because I'm in an apartment. So if I miss, I'm now hitting the apartment across from me. Well, they shouldn't be there. That's all I can tell you. You, <laughs> you, you have a guard, uh, Pomeranian. So I think that uh, that might exempt you anyway. Absolutely. It's a, it's a corgi. Thank you for calling. <laughs> uh, it's a corgi, whatever. I mean. You know. Oh, my gosh. It's not, not, it's, not a, it's not a small deal, Drew. Okay. Uh, I mean, the dog has its own Instagram account. What do you want me to do? Yeah, he's a bigger <laughs> deal than me. Constable, you got a dog? Yes, I have a dog. Uh, he is Wh- a... What type of wolf is it? Is it a Newfie? <laughs> Not your typical cop dog. I kind of just wanted to steer away from it. I try to separate myself from the job as much as I can for my own mental health. Great. And uh, he's, uh, he's an awesome dog. He's two now, and he's a uh, mix of what lab and golden retriever. Oh God, I love that. So he's yeah, he's super smart. He doesn't bark. He's super quiet. Uh, smiles all the time. Super friendly. Um, we stopped taking him to the dog park because he was too friendly, and uh, other dogs aren't friendly. So he's horny. Uh, so when he barks, <laughs> does he bark in uh, in uh, English or in Canadian? Uh, in Quebecois, he uh, he barks Quebecois. in Quebecois. Uh, may we? Is, okay, is that like Spanglish, but it's like. For up above the 49th no. parallel, is that what that is? They're, they're looking for secession. They're always uh, Quebec is always looking to be their own. They're the California of uh, Canada, in my opinion. Isn't it? Uh, Alex Trebek always always pronounced it Quebec. Quebec. What is it? I've heard Americans say Quebec before. No, it's Quebec. <laughs> Quebec. Is that what you're yeah, saying? I, it was actually there was a guy from Florida came up and he's like, "Y'all seen anyone from Quebec around here?" And I was like, <laughs> "Oh fuck, this guy's not from around here." It was me. <laughs> I've done that before. I believe it was a uh, the pool boy Pollock. Yeah, maybe from uh, Quebec. Could have been him. I did piss off my sister pretty thoroughly tonight, and so I wanted to ask her a question. She asked way earlier. But uh, when you go to Tim Horton or Tim Hortons, I'm not sure Tim if Hortons, it's the little, Jimmy's. What Tim uh, Timmy's? Uh, what's your uh, what's your donut of choice there? Uh, assuming it's not like a bagel or a croissant. Hmm. I don't go there anymore. Uh, I oh. Her. I find that their coffee, they've changed their, I don't know, they've changed. I don't go there anymore for coffee or anything. But when I do go, yeah. I get the dark roast coffee because I like it a little stronger. And uh, favorite donut? I don't know. Old-fashioned glazed yes. Boston cream. It's all good. Do they call it Boston cream up there, but they call it American yeah. bacon? How come it's not like... Um, <laughs> Why do you call it American cheese? Well, because we invented it here. And because oh, no one yeah. And because no one else should eat it, so believe me, uh, there's plenty of other cheeses out there for you to eat. I I, only, I carry a craft single around with me everywhere I go in my wallet, just in case I get hungry. But it's not it's not it's not because it's I like it or anything. It's no, I like the idea. an emergency cheese at best. Um, 
Uh, what what about uh, what about Brewski's? Just you know, trying to relate to you a little bit as a as an international conference of men. Like you, you, you like the, what what's your drink of choice? If you do drink at all, it could be spring water, could be like a glacier, yeah. authentic water. I don't know. Like I like beer and, and whiskey. What do you guys drink up there? Same thing, I assume. Maple well, syrup. Our, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's the Canadian challenge, and it's kind of gross if you look it up. It's uh, is it real? You down? Yeah, yeah. You get like some maple syrup, and whoever finishes. The uh, the bottle of maple syrup is the ultimate Canadian, but yeah, we do that. But yet, our diabetes levels are not as high as yours, so I don't know what. Yeah, going I, on there. I don't get it. Well, I, how do you how do you still have feet? I mean, because we I, go outside. Because our, I don't know. It's because of the microplastics. <laughs> Listen to that RFK interview. It's like it's because you have no, a Wi-Fi near your head at night. That's why. True. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we do have uh, some some voicemails to get to, but uh, oh please, you know, let's. Uh, con- but let's... but Constable Canuck, I do want to just open the floor to anything else you got. What did you think about the the truck thing, or what do you think about? Uh, gosh, what else? You sent me like nine articles this week. We you know anything else on your mind yeah. that you, while you're on the platform? Um, no, not not really on my okay. mind. I mean, I don't really want to share too much, but I mean, no. there's there are some things happening up here in Canada that. Like, I think Canadians are more, uh, like we said, susceptible to the U.S. media and whatnot. Okay. But there are things that happen up here, too. Like, I, uh, the, uh, wait, no, it's um, C-18, Bill C-18 that was passed recently. Um, it's basically a censorship bill. It's, uh, and no one knows about it because no one pays attention to Canadian politics. Um, it's, oh, I'm, yeah, the I'm liberal, aware. Yeah, the, so, like, there, I, I think I was one of the, uh, things I sent you, John, was um, the Meta, the company, is going to be closing their um, news. For, I don't know if they, they don't really provide news, but they you can share it or whatever. Uh, they're going to be stopping that for uh, for the Canadian market, I guess. Amongst other things, like the, the, the truckers, I don't really have, I don't really want to say anything because... Uh, yeah, like you've, you've heard of the of the bank accounts being seized by people that donate have donated to their cause and everything. So I don't want to say in case mine gets hacked or I, something. I, you know what I mean? I, yeah, I think this is the easiest thing to to do uh, when you say uh, it, it's just like you know me saying, well, I really don't want to talk about vaccinations, which is the the code for everyone. Does it go? Okay, I know where he's coming from. Yeah, I'm the, because uh, yeah, because I'm otherwise you'd be too, yeah. yeah, otherwise mm-hmm. you were just carrying it up like those truckers just uh, polluted the highways and they, you know what I mean. So when you go like, well, yeah, I, I really don't want to talk about that. Uh, we're well, like, okay, same page, yeah. same page. Was, I know was earlier. It, was it just and, irritating uh, for you though that there was like this huge like transportation based like thing going on, or maybe it didn't affect you at all because I don't know where you're at, but like. Uh, it, it, it's been my experience that like uh, police officers generally don't like protests just because they're a pain in the ass to deal with. I mean, it doesn't really matter what the issue is. Yeah. And we're like, we're there to be um, unbiased Empire. and, and just keep the peace and yeah. uh, make sure. Yeah. If it's, if it's an unlawful, but then again, if the government declares that it's unlawful, then they have to um, justify it as to why, like, I think that's what happened was when they were on the doorstep of parliament Hill, and then they were forcefully removed because uh, he enacted the emergency act. That was a huge scandal up here. It was like, well, a lot worse has happened and you didn't enact the emergency act. Sure. So what's going on here? And then, but that's the thing with Canada is that I, the, the, without going too much on a tangent, we're closer to, uh, I don't really want to say communist state than the States, but like 
we we elect like our federal prime minister and then all the positions that would in the states get elected he appoints those mm. so and he can come out and say oh i'm gonna elect uh john for this oh but he's an independent i don't have any affiliations with him but I actually do in the back it's just oh. hard to prove right so uh, yeah. There are independents that he or they're from the Liberal Caucus, the Conservative Caucus. Anyway, it's a whole thing. I know there are a lot of people, Liberal voters, that I uh, am friends with that have openly told me like they don't like who's leading their party currently, and that just says a lot. So. It does. Uh, I, I think uh, America is going to get to that. Actually, uh, I, I think most of this was a big psyop. Anyway. Uh, hey, I, I just want to tell you, it's not just Meta anymore. Google has uh, has gone. That was the right. latest word I got today. So YouTube's going to be pulling Canadian news as well. So yep. uh, good, best of luck. If uh, if you ever need some underground news, I'm sure John would be glad to uh, Morse code you some. Uh, John, <laughs> I, will, you I will send it to you by way of Canada Post. So good luck trying to stay up to date. <laughs> yeah, by return yeah, post. So uh, some, maybe some kind of Pony Express situation. So John, why don't you Morse code some of our voicemails. Voicemails. All right. Okay. John. Hey, Drew. Just want to call, say hi. Love the show. Like, and uh, I'm snapping to a Slim Jim right now. And oh, yeah, brother. It's Bonesaw. You got three minutes in here with me. Uh, that, that was excellent, wasn't it? I, I was. love I love that Macho Man Randy Savage, who's up there by playing, you know, wrestling with a pool guy up in heaven that he uh bothered to give us a call i like that uh that the wolf pack is out there actually listening they could pay attention because i did i asked for that and i got it so thank you guys for that excellent excellent macho man randy savage impression a couple more andy andrea the rest of staff employees associates wolf pack happy one year anniversary this is Come along so far. This is awesome. So proud of y'all. Keep it up. Hydro Man Blue out. Yeah, thank you for helping us celebrate the one year anniversary of Com Center, Drew. It's it's gone by quick. <laughs> um, he actually called us on Com Center, and I don't know if you caught that because I clipped it. He goes, "Hey, Tansy." I'm like, "Wolfpack, Tansy does not take your calls. John and Drew take your calls. T- Tansy." That's Hydro Man Blue. He actually called before the show, and he's just like, hey, John, how's it going? Because everyone has my number, you know, and I'm just like, we're doing show prep. Can, can I call you back later? So Hydro Man, <laughs> uh, you, you always have the inside scoop. Obviously, you could just call me anytime, but thanks for leaving a message for Tansy. Uh, when he watches this episode, I'm sure he will get it. Next one up. Hey, so is it now politically incorrect to call a black person black? I have issue with African-American only because I know a white guy that was born in Africa, moved here to America, and he is, in fact, African-American. So good question. I find myself in a bit of a conundrum, and I could use some advice. Is black black? Is African-American black? Is it white? What is it? Help me out here, guys. Well, first of, first of all, like I'm going to just go out on a risk and ask the constable, what do you what do you call black people in Canada? You just like the, it's not really an issue here. They don't really go by African whatever. I mean, they're trying to push that on us now, but okay. to, like my uh, without going into too much detail, my boss is uh, is black and he he calls himself black all the time. He's just like okay. 
whatever I, this whole thing is. I think that's the reality in this country too, but <clears throat> you know, the PC mm -hmm. police. The other thing is right. I wanted to make the point is sometimes you can have um, people who emigrate from Africa and they're not American. So African-American is an is sort of an ethnicity from Africa and then their national status, which is American. So we have all these people who will come over, which is fine, but it's like, it's erroneous to call them African-Americans because they're not American. So, you know, just like he said, there's, there's all these caveats to it. And I think it's just the PC police <laughs> making sure you say that, but it, it's tough when you get on the air and you're like, you have to air a description of a guy and you're like, well, he's an African-American now. And you're just like, well, you know, a stickler like me is like wondering, you know, in that moment of peak critical tension, we're trying to apprehend a suspect. I'm like, I wonder if he really is African-American. Um, and then, yeah. but you would never say African-Canadian. I mean, the, just saying that just kind of right. illust illustrates kind of that it's a silly thing to say, maybe. I don't know. John, yeah, well, they're, uh, they're trying. Uh, my, my question, John, is uh, what do you call a black guy on the moon? We can help. The, we can Astronaut. Help the guy out. I fell Thank for you. that one. I Thank fell you. for like, that one a hundred times. And I've this finished. is so, so simple. This is how we help our friend out. First of all, we would defer the question to Monday nights, which is uh, uncuffed. It's a, uh, Why it's, would Jay do that? White. it's Jay Durrell White and uh, Eric Tanzi, two uh, cops, ex-cops turned comedian. And they tackle all of our uh, very controversial racial oh, issues. And if, if he determines that that's a controversial racial issue, then he would tackle it. I think we remedy it. Uh, in light of the Supreme Court decision today, John, uh, let's say it one more time. Let me let me put it very. Let me ask you very bluntly: What do you call a black guy on the moon? An astronaut. Because this is America. Because it's America. It an and by the way, the American flag represents all of us. Sorry, I didn't get to say that recently. And I've been seeing. I've been. I saw. I saw footage of a, of a parade in a major city, and they were walking with a banner said, "There's one flag that represents us all," and they were all carrying the rainbow flag. And I just about puked. But I was on oh, a treadmill, no, yeah, that, so that would have been a really negative situation for me. It would have. Yeah, would have been. Come, come back. Kept yeah. coming back at me. But yeah, yeah, I do have to appreciate the irony that this guy's in a conundrum. And he reaches out to the best source for racial sensitivity and intelligence, white guys yeah, on a YouTube center. show. <laughs> right. Yeah, the you know, you're definitely going to get <laughs> right. like uh, you have the legally Go. durable and helpful responses from a couple of conservative white guys on, on YouTube. <laughs> uh, uh, I can't imagine maybe, uh, maybe a less uh, great place to go. Uh, we All have right. we have we have more. Go for it. Here we go. Uh, yes, uh, my name is uh, Charles. I'm calling uh, for Jonathan Bates. I'm calling on behalf of the Costco Corporation. It's been brought <laughs> to my attention that uh, one Jonathan Bates has been making some disparaging remarks about the Costco Corporation, uh, denying his membership. And uh, they have asked me to reach out to you and politely ask you to knock that crap off. Doesn't want to go anywhere beyond politeness. The Castle Corporation is open to elites. I'm sorry, but you just don't fit the bill. So, once again, uh, this is a polite request for you to uh, stop running your mouth about the Castle Corporation. Uh, if you refuse to, to, to cease and desist, Castle Corporation will take further action. And uh, all I'm saying is it would be a crying shame for you to come home and find a giant box of bees waiting for you. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? So uh, let's go ahead and uh, put wearing a mask, and uh, you know, have yourselves a nice night. All right. Okay, so John, we got a cease and desist from uh, from a fine Southern lawyer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what he sounds <laughs> like. I don't. It's. I, I don't know if it's uh, actually Jack Daniels. I got New himself. York out of that. 
Yeah, did you? Uh, All right. It, 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 it's not even the first time I've been threatened by a classic goon. You know, it still hurts to take life by a Costco over the goon. Air. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they mean business. That's some. Uh, that's some Jimmy Hoffa shit. I guess yeah. I would like to. Should I just keep their name out of my mouth, or should I apologize? You didn't really suggest what to do. Keep my warehouse's name keep, out keep your my, mouth. My, keep my bulk wholesale retailer. Mm-hmm mega shopping experience out your damn mouth yeah discount um, warehouse appliance whatever it is Burger. uh yeah we're, we're not gonna bring it up again we'll switch back to bees people that seems to be something that unites people rather than gets me death threats so yeah then divide <laughs> john divide. do we have a, do we have any other voicemails uh no that's it do we have any more phone calls no, we no that we've we've uh, that ship has uh, sailed. So I, I think that it would probably be best to kind of wrap it up. Uh, we've we've carried this from Dominion Day or Canada Day all the way into Independence Day. It feels like so. Uh, I really really want to thank our guest today, Constable Canuck. He should be uh, stick you know, around. Carly- Stick around after the show, by the Stick way. Stick around after the show. Uh, you just want to be able to say that to somebody, John, and that's that's fine. Uh, that's cute. Uh, John, uh, listen, he it, Constable Canuck really kind of set the bar for a lot of you. Carly did wonderful as a guest. We've had some great guests on here. Uh, but if you're from another country, uh, feel free to uh, reach out to uh, Johnny Cake and see if uh, you qualify to be uh, a guest as uh, Constable Canuck has. But uh, on behalf of our neighbors to the north, John, myself, uh, we are going to be live tomorrow at 11 a.m. to say guns up, giddy up once again. Uh, we were going to cover something. We might cover something else. That's the secret. You need to be there to hear it. But from all of us at Failure to Stop, John, check, do you have something? Ch- check out Josh and Abby's new thing on Patreon. Man, I, I promise to do that. All right. I guns up. To do that well. uh, <laughs> guns d- up. Get, go to Patreon. Patreon.com, failure to stop, guns up, giddy up. Check out Abby and Josh's interview. It's very heartfelt and very enlightening. Good night, America. We'll see you next time. Next week (laughs) on Failure to Stop.